0: Welcome to this BMI Healthcare podcast and in this podcast we are discussing bowel cancer and the journey from awareness screening treatment and also looking at the emotional impact on patients and family members and I have a panel of experts here with me to do this and I'll let them introduce themselves.
1: Hi I'm um, Deborah Gilbert I'm the Chief Executive of Bowel and Cancer Research Um, We do pretty much what it says on the tin, really. Uh, We're a research funding organization that specializes in funding uh, the best science anywhere in the UK, looking at new ideas in the treatment of bowel cancer and other bowel diseases, as well as which we support um, our future experts by providing funding for PhD studentships, um, alongside which we work to involve patients and um, their carers and families in um,
2: the whole, the entire research process. Good morning, I'm Stephanie Lulu. I'm the oncology GLEAN nurse. I work for BMI private hospital, the Chiltern hospital. There is actually in the country 59 BMI private hospital in the UK. My role is oncology lead nurse. Uh, I'm in charge of the oncology units at the Chiltern Hospital and I work very closely with bowel cancer patients and also with other type of disease.
3: I am Viviane Powell. I work as a receptionist in the BMI Woodlands Hospital at Darlington. My expertise in uh, this today is that I am a bowel cancer patient. I was diagnosed with bowel cancer in 2012 and then I was bi- diagnosed again in 2014, so I have uh, five years experience along the cancer journey.
4: I'm Judith Brodie, I'm the Deputy CEO and Director of Services for Beating Bowel Cancer. Beating Bowel Cancer is the support and campaigning charity for all those affected by bowel cancer. Um, Our support and information is Um, extensive and focused on the the needs of those affected by bowel cancer. We have extensive information on our website, beatingbowelcancer.org, downloadable booklets and fact sheets, and a nurse advisory service for specific inquiries. We also have a very active online forum which is available for peer support for those affected, both patients and friends and families. Great, so we have a panel that can provide us a a wealth of insights
0: into the issues. And so to kick off, we're looking at uh, the awareness of bowel cancer. And Judith, perhaps if I can ask you, how aware do you think we are, uh, in in general, in the UK, of, of bowel cancer?
4: One thing I would say is when you say to people that bowel cancer is the second biggest cancer killer, they are astonished. They don't put bowel cancer sort of up there with breast cancer, prostate cancer, and lung cancer, and yet it is one of the four main cancers um, that affect people in this country, so how aware are people? Not enough, I think is what I'd say. Viv, how
0: aware of bowel cancer were you before the point at which you were diagnosed?
3: I think only very slightly, really. One of my parents' friends I, I knew it had had uh, um, a colostomy bag. Uh, I'm assuming that was to do with uh, bowel cancer. Um, but I didn't, it didn't really sort of have anything that I needed to think about on a day-to-day basis. So really, I have to say, very little. And I suppose now, since I've had nearly five years of my cancer journey, um, I'm so much aware that it's, it's just the norm now for me to, to know what it's all about and to be quite happy to talk about it. Um, but actually, because it's talking about going to the toilet and down there, people do not want to talk about it. Um, they find it embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And that's. I think, yes, they'll talk to a nurse, maybe once they've been diagnosed. But prior to that, people don't generally talk to their friends about what's happening when they go to the toilet mm-hmm. and looking at their poo or... Or, or you know, looking at the tissue yeah. uh, paper.
0: Um, Judith, this seems like there is a real challenge here in terms of getting that awareness of people because, because it, unless you have a personal experience, unless you've been touched by it yourself in some way, it's very hard to kind of get, get a message across, I guess, to an uninformed audience.
4: I think I think that's absolutely true, and I think even in families, sometimes as as, as, Jen, as I said, not not everyone talks about their their experience. So you might know Uncle X has has had cancer, but you may not know the details of it, and that's part of this. And I think the other thing to say is that it it differs in different communities. So if you look at the screening rates, um, particularly the uptake of of bowel cancer screening, and I'm sure we'll come on to that, you know, there is a national screening programme across the four nations of the UK, but there are very different um, rates of uptake in different communities real inequalities and we're nowhere near tackling those so you've got an uptake of something like 30 odd percent in some communities um, and the average across the country is um i think 54 percent now um which it compares to 74 75 percent breast and cervical so that's really worrying as well that's part of this whole picture i think so what is there that can be done to get those rates up? So so there are national screening programmes in all the four nations, and so there is the opportunity for everyone at different ages. 60 in England, and we want that change to 50, and 50 in Scotland, and it's still 60 in Western Northern Ireland as well. Um, But there is the opportunity, if you've reached that age, to have um, your... Um, poo tested through a bowel screening kit that comes to you by post. So it's easy to do, you do it in your own home, Um, and I think what we'd say is just get over the taboo, just do it. I know some people get queasy about thinking they're going to take a sample of their poo, this could save your life, just do
3: it lots of people that i've spoken to have said oh my friends had one of those and she won't do it mm. and i said can you please tell her to do it she said oh i am so because i'm telling them like you know i'm still here because you know it was diagnosed i've been treated why wouldn't you yeah. you know why wouldn't you do it and and by talking about it and telling other people look at me i'm fine i'm running marathons still I'm, I'm absolutely you know doing everything i could do beforehand that, that before i had cancer why don't you just get it sorted? If you leave it too late, you're not going to be able to do what you wanted to do. You know, life's not going to be the same. Whereas, if you can get there as soon as possible, um, so that's from from my point of view, talking about it, getting that message across to as many people as possible. I mean, my husband, when I first was telling people, I went, oh my God, what are you doing? And it almost, he was almost like cancer's, not just bowel cancer, but cancer's almost shameful. And I'm like, I'm not ashamed that I've had cancer and I'm not ashamed that I've had bowel cancer. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a bit of a bummer and I know that's a bit of a titter thing, but that's the way I've got round it myself. And he always said I was very upbeat about it all and I was like, I'm going to get over this and be positive. And that's how I've got through it. Mm-hmm. And why people do not want to do this poo test that comes through, mm-hmm. I do not know. But hopefully, if we get more people on board to say, right, let's do it, look, this is all you've got to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's dead easy. This is, it's know, free of charge people. as well. Yes. Yes. Yes.
4: Can I just highlight the statistics which reinforce uh, Vivienne's point uh, that if you get diagnosed at stage one, so early stage, your chances of still being alive five years later are 97%. that's almost everyone if you're diagnosed at stage four it's seven percent that's the difference this is a really um, treatable manageable um, cancer and more so if it's caught early as in Viviane's experience and it's really important we get that message across to people because I think people hear cancer and they think, "Oh my God, I'm going to die!" And actually, this is so treatable, particularly if caught early.
3: It is, and I mean, although statistics say that most people are over seventy when they first get diagnosed, I was forty-eight, and I think the statistics are like four thousand six hundred people, uh, fifty to seventy, are mm. diagnosed a year with bowel cancer. So if we can save that many people, that's massive. Mm. You know, it is a massive like amount of life saved it's just it's just passing that message on and and asking people just to not be ashamed of talking about poo of actually looking at it dealing with it i mean for women many women who've had children they're de- dealing with nappies yeah so not that much different
1: yeah you know? <laughs> i think women are slightly different than than men yes so i think um you know anecdotally we've we've always heard that it's the woman who encourages them, her husband or her partner to go to the doctor. Uh, it's not something that, that men will necessarily do off their own back and that they, there is research to show that they can be quite fatalistic. Oh well, you know, case sera, sera. whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, women are a little bit more proactive in terms of managing their, their health.
3: And also I think women are more prepared to talk to their friends about a lot yeah. of things. Whereas men, I don't think, actually share or open mm-hmm. uh, with their mates, yes. if you like, that type of yeah. closeness. I think exactly
4: as Viviane says, most diagnoses are in the over-60s, but bowel cancer can happen at any age. It's men and women. Um, you know, Some remarkably young people have, have been diagnosed with bowel cancer, so if you have symptoms, whatever your age, get them checked out.
1: Mm.
2: I think also, so what, like we discussed before, people who are over 50 years of age will have been more at risk to get bowel cancer. But we have to take into consideration also the uh, lifestyle, unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, for example, obese people may be, be more prone to develop uh, uh, bowel cancer people who have polyps uh, the reason why they check for polyps is because if you don't remove the polyps a few years or few months down the line it could transform to cancer uh, also people with Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis can be more prone to have uh, bowel cancer and a small percentage but it's still there uh, it's about a strong history of bowel cancer. For example, if you have somebody close to your family, like your dad or your sister or your mother, who had history of bowel cancer, it's very important that you get yourself checked as
1: well. I'm not sure, actually, if one of the key messages we shouldn't be pushing out is how important lifestyle is in relation to bowel cancer. Um, there's current research, I think, to show that around 50% of bowel cancer could be um, avoided with changes to lifestyle and that's around what you eat and what you do. So the amount of exercise you take, smoking, alcohol, alcohol um, eating red meat is has been very, there's a lot of evidence to show that eating red and processed meats actually there is a very significant risk associated with bowel cancer um, and I know that whenever we say something like that we will always hear my husband, my wife was a vegetarian and ran and, and people need to understand that risk is not you will get it or you won't get it if you do this or you don't do that. But the evidence uh, is very strong that um, lifestyle plays a big factor in bowel cancer actually. Um, yeah. so, that's, so that's a really key message for us, I think, to get out as, as charities and also as, as individuals um, and companies that's the
0: end of this part of the discussion. Thank you all for being here and sharing your experiences. Um, if you want more information, look out for the other episodes in this series and visit our website at bmihealthcare.co.uk. Look out for the B Bowel Cancer Aware campaign page uh, where you can download our awareness guide.